0: The Urban Lore Podcast is brought to you in part by Objets Etrangers. Objets Etrangers brings you rare, unusual, and interesting art, collectibles, and antiques. Objets Etrangers is constantly on the lookout for the rare and obscure. Want to add something a little bit different to your home or office? Look up Objets Etrangers on Facebook. There'll be a link in the show notes. Welcome back to the Urban Lore Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Castaños. A little bit different show for us tonight. I have a guest that I'm going to interview. She's the author of a number of uh, short books on some fantastic folk tales from South Texas and beyond. The one specifically we're talking about tonight is called The Spirit of the Lodi Fairy, A Ghostly Tale of the Tejas Trails. The author is Nancy De La Cerda, and I'd like her to join with us now. Ms. De La Cerda, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: It's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, In your book, great little book, Short Read, you tell a fantastic story about a historical location that's related to your family. That is the Lodi Ferry. This is a ferry across the San Antonio River near present-day Floresville, Texas. Is that correct?
1: Yes, it is in Floresville, Texas.
0: In Floresville, Texas. <laughs> um, so, tell us the story. As you now, you know you say that you certainly, for the for the book, you embellished and you added details. But the root of the original folktale, the original cuento, is something that your father has told you since you were a little girl. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. Yes.
0: Fantastic. So, so tell <laughs> us that story that your dad told us
1: would dad would say that on the uh, hacienda where my grandmother lived in mexico um uh, that there were there was a legend about that they could see a woman in the distance in the moonlight sitting under a tree um combing her long white hair and that the legend was that if you would go up to where she had been sitting cuz she would disappear as you came up um you would find buried treasure there and uh, so that's the the kernel of the uh the story uh from there of course you know when we write stories sometimes it has a little bit of of you know truth to it and then a lot of non-truth to it. of course it. it has to have
0: a little theater i guess for a for a good story for a good published story um and you know i find that Collecting folk tales, you know, that the, the finding of treasure related to this is a little unique. You know, we spoke briefly and I said my my first thought mm-hmm. right away was the La Llorona stories, the woman at the river that, you know, drowned her children and cries yeah. out sorrowfully and and maybe even takes young people to the river and drowns them herself. In this case, we have the woman at the river, but rather than meeting your eternal fate, you might get a payoff. It might be like the lottery, right? If you find out where she disappeared. That's
1: right. Yes.
0: Now in the original legend, was there any backstory as to who she may be?
1: Not that I recall any specific uh supposition about who she might be. No, okay. just that it was a woman that appeared and uh no relation that I know of. It was just a, something that they they'd see a vision of this woman sitting under the tree
0: okay all right so that yeah that's interesting and i know in your booklet again you talked about that you and Bella you tell a, a, an excellent backstory about a wealthy and or a young woman who marries a wealthy man and the treasure comes from them moving uh, to san antonio correct and that she needs to the wagon breaks down and they have to stay there by the ferry it, uh, maybe you can tell us a little more about that
1: Yes, this is a story of love that, you know, n- will not die. Passion that's ignited in life and it continues. Uh, she's haunted in her life waiting for this, uh, her bridegroom. In essence, they have been married very short time and they were en route, to, uh, uh, back to San Antonio. He was from San Antonio and they lived in the, um, the uh, via de San Fernando. He was a, a Canary Islander that she had married, mm-hmm. and they had traveled to the Victoria area where her family was from, and to bring her mother's treasures and belongings to come live with them. Uh, and the cart or wagon breaks down, and um, Eduardo tells his uh, Altagracia, his his new bride. You and your mom and, and they had a, a a native, uh, Coahuiltecan Indian servant, Crescencio. You all go ahead and wait for us on the other side of the ferry. You go, go ahead. We're going to get, he had some men that he'd hired. We will get a new axle. She wasn't sure which. She got confused. He had said either the axle broke or or the wheel had come off, something that needed to be changed. So sure. they proceed to go across the river, and he doesn't show up. And so that's the mystery. He never returns. She grows old in Forestville, um, in, but she returns almost nightly to wait for him.
0: Wait for him to uh, come so back. the
1: passion that you know, I think she wanted her unrequited. Um, uh, this Dino, she wanted to recapture that future that she was anticipating sure. to have and that's what she's waiting for and uh and they say that she's still there i i'm i made the story up, but it's mm. so funny that one of the gentlemen that uh, the owner of the the ranch next door his son danny um said that uh he said there is a creature he throws rocks at a <laughs> so there is some sort of a creature that appears, according to some of the local people. Well, that <laughs> you
0: know, the the area well, south of present day modern San Antonio, and including the south side with the old Spanish missions, there's no shortage of stories. You know, from Donkey Lady, you know, all the way down and around. There, there's something at every bridge and every corner of those of those uh, communities. So. As a child did you did you watch for her, or were you terrified by the idea that you might see her?
1: No um I've never found it terrifying to think about spirits at all. I don't know why I think it's just very natural uh, the The vision or the the spirit that my dad talked about didn't seem to be in any sort of a threat. Right. Uh, at all um and so no i didn't i didn't feel ever and really just in general i've never felt um terrified about the idea of of, of spirits appearing or or not appearing uh, in in any situation no
0: that's good you know because I, i think some people would be unnerved by the idea of A paranormal entity, you know, out the window, out down by the creek or down by the river. And I should point out for people that aren't familiar with South Texas, because we're fortunate enough to have listeners all over
1: the San Antonio
0: River today is greatly diminished because millions of people are pumping water out of the Edwards underground aquifer, which are the springs that feed the San Antonio River. In 1860, that river was wide and fast most of the year. The reason settlements were created is because it was the one truly good constant water supply in the area. So a ferry would have been absolutely critical. It, and Not like today where there's a highway bridge every three and a half miles. Mm-hmm. Um, if, the, if it had been raining heavily or whatever, that ferry may have been the only way people got from the east side to the west side. Isn't that right?
1: Exactly. Actually it is on El Camino Real de los Tejas. So um that's why it was there. It's it was at the crossroads of the um the carreteros, the cartmen <clears throat> that would travel and then later in wagons and the stagecoach, as you mentioned earlier. Um the El Camino Real de los Tejas, uh it's Goliad Road now in, in Floresville. Mm -hmm. and uh peach street this the lodi ferry is a historical landmark site and it is at the crossroads that ferry was no accident happening it had also been called um it was a a place where the women would go and wash their clothes and it was a low uh because there's a high bank there but the the lowest part of the the bank there right at the crossroads was, uh, where the Lodi Ferry was built. And yes, it was because of economic reasons. They didn't have money to build a bridge right after the war. Sure. 1872 yeah. to 1877 is when my family, um, uh, Nemencio de la Cerda second, who was also sheriff at the time and, uh, tax assessor, uh, he owned and operated that property, um, and, and built the ferry. And, and, uh, it did continue until a bridge was built later, like in 1886.
0: Yeah, I was going to say a lot of that infrastructure really didn't come to South Texas till almost the turn of the nineteenth to twentieth century. Yeah, that's true. I always find mm-hmm. it amazing when they talk about mm-hmm. Johnson City on north of San Antonio that electricity didn't come to homes in the, some of those areas until the nineteen fifties, and we take mm-hmm. all of those things for granted. But you know, mm-hmm. some of us are old enough to remember some very old farmhouses that uh, were. Pretty turn of the century in their in their tech. They were a little they were a little short on Wi Fi. Let's call it that. But,
1: um, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We would visit my grandmother in the in the nineteen sixties, and uh, she still had. There was no running water, you know, or it, in the um, the city. She had water because of she had uh, you know tanks of water, oh, cisterns. Sure. Uh, etc. But it, it was just amazing. It was like traveling back in time mm-hmm. <laughs> without without getting into a, a time
0: capsule. And not going very far. Not very you didn't far. need to go to a foreign country to change the way things were done dramatically.
1: That's right.
0: So Lodi Ferry <laughs> is long gone at this point in time, but you said there is a state historic marker in Floresville for the ferry. Is that correct? Yes.
1: Yes, it is at the corner of Goliad Road and Peach Street, which Peach Street was part of, uh, or along Peach Street, would have been the uh, Camino del Cibolo, which goes through Sutherland Springs, the uh, Lavernia area, like like you pointed out earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was right at the crossroads, and it's also the site of the De La Serra Historical Cemetery, which is why I write the stories. I write the stories uh, to bring attention, I, I put the history in the preface um, because so many of us are just learning the history of the connection between the mission ranches mm-hmm. of San Antonio and uh, the uh, uh, I mean, the they were the ranches to the missions Right. they're located, three of them in Wilson County in, in, uh, in the Floresville area and this particular, the Lodi Ferry is right at or near what is the Patagilla the Rancho Pataguilla, which is the next one that's being also um, studied, uh, researched by uh, Wilson County historian Maureen Lyles, okay. who has done the research on the Las Cabras.
0: Yes, the, the, the Rancho de Las Cabras is actually a part of San Antonio Mission's National Historical Park, although currently isn't open very often for, for visitation, uh, but it's certainly uh, connected to that both National Park and World Heritage site may be more important. Yes.
1: Rancho de las Cabras is going to start opening. uh, Just attended a a meeting uh, in Floresville uh, with the National Parks uh, people. And um, in October through March, I believe, one Saturday um, each uh, month. So one Saturday. They they proposed the first Saturday of the month, but it may change. Uh, to a different Saturday. But uh, at this point, it it looks like they will be opening it. It's very exciting
0: because it hasn't
1: been opened in a long time.
0: That's right. So in the show notes, I'll link um, the San Antonio Missions, the NPS website, so people can keep abreast of that information. Maybe most importantly, though, Ms. de la Sarda, let us know where we can get these fantastic books. I know this is not the only one you've written, Is there a place where people can hop online and and buy copies of these great stories?
1: Yes. um, Well, I'm still old school. Um, If you can just email me and then I will be in touch about either, um, you know, just sending a PDF copy or um, mailing a hard copy. I do have copies of the books um, in, you know, in store. So um, that would be the way to do it is, by okay. emailing. I don't have a website where it's set up to sell them. No. Oh,
0: that's all right. I'll uh, in the show notes, I'll also include your email address for anybody that would be interested in uh, getting copies of these fantastic folk tales. Um, oh, thank also, you. oh my my pleasure. And I'll also try and put a link to a photo of the state marker for the Lodi Ferry too, just so people can kind of get in the mood. If they're not in the immediate area, they can maybe just learn a little bit about Wilson County and Floresville in general. Um, Ms. Elisarda, it's been a pleasure talking to you about this story. Um, maybe we'll get together again and talk about some of your other books if that would be okay with you.
1: That would be great. I, I would really like that. And I thank you so much for for letting me share my my um stories and and uh, the information about the Lodi Ferry and the, the La Cerda Cemetery. Thank you.
0: Oh, oh, fantastic. So like I said, I'll put all of these things in the show notes. Uh, once again, as always, if you listen to us on iTunes or wherever, please like, give us five stars, give us a good review. It helps other people find the podcast. And if you know someone that maybe needs to take a trip across a ferry, uh, be sure and tell them about our podcast. Word of mouth is so important to us. For the Urban Lore Podcast, I'm Tom Castaños.